0: Vox Quick Hits
1: One of the top five most-watched series on Netflix right now is a historical romance drama produced by Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. It's called Bridgerton, and it's set in 19th century London. All is fair in love and war. The show centers on the crust Bridgerton family, who want to marry off their bachelor-age children.
0: Daphne Bridgerton! You have no idea what it is to have one's entire life reduced to a single moment.
1: This kicks off a ton of steamy drama that's wanted a lot of fans. But Bridgerton has received criticism too for its portrayal of race. The cast is mixed with black and white leads, which is a novel approach for historical fiction series like this one. But whether it does a good job is up for debate. I'm here with Asia Romano, culture writer for Vox. Asia, you've written a lot about Bridgerton and the different different realms of discourse that are revolving around this show. So before we get into that, just tell me what intrigued you about the series in the first place? What attracted you to Bridgerton?
0: I'm so glad you asked because it actually, uh, Bridgerton is an example of my favorite fictional genre, the Regency romance. And basically it's this subgenre that was pretty much single-handedly invented by a woman named Georgette Heyer writing in the early 20th century. Many Regency romances... Look and feel a lot like Jane Austen, but they borrow most of their tropes specifically from Georgia Teyer. She did a lot of research into the etiquette and the social mores of London during this, this era. And what makes the Regency romance so heady as a genre, at least for me as a reader, is that Uh, It's very subtextual. It's full of all these very understated and collectively understood, but maybe never mentioned directly rules and social etiquette and this elaborate system of social hierarchy and maneuvering uh, that's all designed to allow men and women to interact with each other in public and essentially scout each other out for suitable marriage prospects and ultimately, ideally, to uh,
1: make matches and marry well. How does that actually play out in Bridgerton? Is it, you know, is it a true to form example of the Regency romance? Obviously, it's different because it's a TV show and it's made in modern times, but how does Bridgerton reflect that genre?
0: In a pure quote unquote regency, you don't have any sex. And so Bridgerton is teeming with lurid sex. So it's got that going for it. And it's also got all of the the sort of trappings of the genre that you look for. It's got the the men in Hessian boots and and uh, deerskin trousers and it's got couples walking along the lane in Hyde Park and it's got duels in the morning and over women it's got a lot of tropes and of course the biggest trope of all is that you have all these ballroom scheming and men and women flirting over dances and so forth so it's got a lot of very juicy romance tropes packed into it in this very unapologetic way which is always really refreshing to see.
1: So obviously this show does have some markers of the historical fiction genre that it's based in, the Regency romance. But then there are also really striking elements to me as someone who really is just familiar with the show from its marketing, is that it seems to present a twist on the history that it's deriving from. It seems to present some kind of alternate universe. Can you talk a little bit about the elements of Bridgerton that suggests that maybe this isn't the period that it seems to be.
0: Absolutely. So I think most people looking at the marketing materials and the trailer, et cetera, the first thing that they notice is that there are many members of the cast, the ensemble cast, who are Black and characters of color. The romantic hero, uh, Simon, the Duke of Hastings, is a Black man. And the queen who historically is the queen consort of George III, Queen Charlotte. She's also cast as a woman of color. And there are other women of color who have major roles during the show. And I think that this is something that really jumps out at people. You know, most people just think of Jane Austen adaptations, which are usually all white, right? So that sort of makes people think that Bridgerton is situating itself slightly askew of reality as we know it and history as we know it. But in fact, that's not quite the case for a couple of reasons. Chief among them being that Black people did exist (laughs) in London in the 19th century and Black people were members of the aristocracy. It was rare, but uh, there were Black men who held titles and so forth. And there were Black women who were members of society. Um, So that in itself isn't entirely uh, a signifier that we're in some sort of bizarre distorted fantasy. And Queen Charlotte being Black actually isn't a signifier either because historically, many historians now believe that she was in fact Black based on the way that she was portrayed in portraits and the way that she was written about and spoken about at the time. So neither of those things, even though Bridgerton is obviously using them to signify, look, this is a fresh new take on a genre that maybe you think you know. In fact, neither of those things really push Bridgerton too far out of reality, but they push it, I think, just enough out of what we're used to that many people go into the show thinking that it's some sort of escapist fantasy. It's this progressive place with colorblind casting. And I think that colors how we initially at least read the characters and read the role that we're in.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting because it's really easy to just kind of take the superficial um, read of this of, oh, it's really awesome that there is this sort of historical fiction starring a Black Male romantic lead. And I personally still think that is, you know, it is exceptional in a way. But I appreciate hearing from people like you who understand that actually this is sort of painting over the reality of the time in terms of presenting race as this fantastical element when perhaps that's not exactly the case. So do you think that, however, this colorblind sort of approach if one can call it that, can still be empowering to a person of color who is watching, or is this ultimately a a reckless portrayal? Many
0: critics of color have actually defended the show's choices in terms of diverse casting and in terms of the way it portrays race. For many people, for many audiences of color, it's really refreshing not to have to, to watch a historical drama that enacts Black trauma, Writing for O Magazine, Mackenzie John Phillip argued that it's actually, uh, she said, it was a welcome breath of fresh air to not be faced with exhaustive on screen dialogue about why my people deserve to be seen
1: on a hit TV series. I think my final question to you is Is there still fun to be had with Bridgerton? Like, can I still watch it and enjoy it without. <sighs> Thing to consider these these heavy questions, or do you think that ultimately kind of brings the show down?
0: Ah, oh, this is a difficult question because I don't want to be a buzzkill. No, please kill I... that buzz,
1: Asia. You're never <laughs> offending me when you kill the buzz.
0: If you're into that particular genre, I tell you, I felt a real thrill in the first episode because the opening credit is a diamond of the first water. That's just like catnip for a Regency reader, because it tells you that they're going to commit all the way to these tropes, right? And to these really gossip girl, scandal-esque world of shenanigans and scheming and and matrimonial manipulation, right? And who doesn't love that? For people who just want trashy, escapist, frothy, flirting over waltzes at all max, (laughs) Bridgerton delivers that. And I don't want to say that it's trashy by default, because I don't think romance is trashy by default. And I think that that's a condescending assumption to make. But I do think that there's a lot of escapism built into the conceited of Bridgerton, and they really have fun playing that up.
1: Asia Romano is a culture staff writer for Vox. Asia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Check out more of Asia's work on Bridgerton on Vox.com.